I'm Lauren Dimmitt Waters. I'm a New York City-based blogger and influencer who has been covering beauty, fashion, and lifestyle for what seems like forever. But now I'm a woman in midlife who wants to discover all the secrets to growing younger. I'm ready to explore topics that deal with health and anti-aging, especially when it comes to beauty, fashion, wellness, and longevity. I'll unearth what works and what you shouldn't waste your money on. Even if it's crazy, I'll hunt down the latest and greatest to help us all get through this journey called life with a little humor and a lot of attitude. I want to keep fighting the fight so we can all grow old ungracefully. So welcome to Beauty is a Bitch. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Beauty is a Bitch. I'm really excited for my guest today because I've known her a long time and I've been wanting to interview her and we finally are making it happen. My guest today is Aliza Lick. She is the founder and president of Leave Your Mark, a multimedia brand that focuses on professional and personal brand marketing and development. With the backing of over two decades in brand marketing, communications, and digital strategy in the fashion industry, Aliza uses her expertise as an author, podcaster, and members-only community career coach to mentor people on how to shape and amplify their personal brands to drive success. She selectively consults with brand clients as well. Her book, Leave Your Mark, was published in 2015 and is ranked in the Book Authority's 100 Best Career Development Books of All Time every year. It was translated into Spanish, Chinese, and Russian and is required reading for many communications major, majors in U.S. universities across the country. She is formerly known as DKNY PR Girl, the award-winning social media personality she created. As one of the pioneers in digital in the fashion industry and an early example of fashion influencer, she's cultivated over 1.5 million followers worldwide. Licht has been dubbed one of America's next top mentors by the New York Times, Business Insider's top 20 most innovative career coaches, times six women who rule the fashion world and rank number 30 in the Daily News top 50 most powerful women in New York. She is frequently keynote speaker and sits on several industry boards, including the American Influencer Council, Long Island University, and Iced Media. That is such a great bio. Hi, Aliza. How are you? Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having um, me on. It's, it's honestly so good to see you. That's really my most exciting part We've of this. I like gushing over seeing each other because, I mean, we've <laughs> known each other for how long now? I mean, a I haven't really seen you long time. A really but long back time. Back when you were, when you were DKNY PR girl and we weren't yes. allowed to say that we knew who you were. I remember yes. that. We were all sworn was- to secrecy. It was anonymous. It was anonymous. And we respected that. We, we thought it was really cool. And, uh, but we also, I also knew you from Donna Karen days and um, going to the fashion shows and you'd get me my seats. And it was great. <laughs> I know. Do you miss that? Whole other world. It was No. Yeah. I don't miss it because the entire world has changed so much and the industry has changed so much. I think that was like the heyday. For so many. It was. I know. It's really funny. I'll ask you. I was going to ask you about that because I know for me, and I've I've talked about this recently, especially as I've gotten a little older and and I've shifted. You know, I used to be so like fashion and, 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 you know, the rule follower kind of thing and a little bit judgy, I will admit. And now that I'm a little older and wiser and the way that fashion's headed right now, I'm sort of, I'm like out and I'm, I'm okay with it. And like I say right now, I don't really care about fashion. I care more about style and, you know, a woman having her own personal style, whatever that may be. So I, and I, and I, as far as rules and judging, I am like the least judgmental with that stuff. And I'm like, you do you, as long as you're happy and confident in what you're wearing and doing, go for it. Like that's how I look at it. How about you? Like, what are your thoughts on fashion now? I don't, it's so sad, but I don't really think about trends or anything that we used to sort of die for, right? It was like, what was the color of the season? What was the shape of the season? I just kind of like what I like. And I think same thing, as you get older, you sort of find your personal style. And I, I, mine has sort of been consistent all these years. And it's just, it's not, I'm focused on other things. Right. It's so funny. Like, I just don't care anymore. I I mean, I, I believe me, I've said that when I wear something I like, I'm a lot nice. Like I, I just want to feel confident yeah. in what I wear, but I definitely have like my own, my own style that just seems to kind of be consistent. But yeah. just clarify, just in case anyone would think that I don't care about my outfits, getting dressed <laughs> is 
one of the most important things I do every day. And I take a lot of pride and I get dressed usually. Yep. So. As do I. The first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I shower, I get dressed, I put on my makeup. And I mean, even if I'm not going anywhere, it's just. I mean, I did it. I did full makeup and get dressed, got dressed for the entire pandemic. And even in quarantine. Me too. Me too. Isn't that funny? Because you know what? It was the, I had to keep the routine. It was the only thing that made me feel like human. You know, I'd see people like, in the, I mean, once in a great while, maybe on the weekends, I would kind of lounge around in my pajamas a bit more or something. But like during the week, I got dressed and I, I had to. It just made me that's, feel. That's my happy place. Yeah, me too. Sure. Me too. And we're going to kind of get into the beauty part of it a bit later, but we're going to, this is, this podcast, this episode is going to be a little bit free flowing. I try usually to have like, questions ready. And I have a couple, but I, I just want to see kind of where this goes. Cause there's so many different areas that you kind of talk about now. Um, I just used to, you know, it's so funny because when I first met you, you were DKNY girl, PR girl. And I just was, you know, Donna Karen's person, you know, and I just see you for that. I remember, I remember going to a, some event at a, the DKNY store on probably on Madison. Yeah. Madison. Yes. I did. You were like, and we, I think it was like that wrap sweater. Oh, the DKNY cozy. The one you can wrap more than 12 ways. Yes. Uh, I I mean, that was a big, that was a big selling item. Yep. And you, we had, you had cookies for us with our, with our, our, uh, like your handle, your social media handle. Yep. It's so funny. It sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. And every once in a while, because I think I took a picture, I, it, that picture pops up every once in a while. And I remember That's that. So that was funny. a long time ago. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I do. I do miss, I, I don't miss fashion week, but I, I, at the time, like, I, you know what? I loved fashion week until I didn't. And I was like one, one fashion week. I was just not enjoying it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm cashing out. Well, you and I had such different experiences though, because you were going to many shows, but I was right. producing one brand's show. So it's, exa- it's more exhausting, I think, to go to all the shows. It was, it, but yeah, it's, it was, it's fun for a while. You know, it was fun. I did it for, you know, years and years. And then I just remember this one. I was just like, you know what it was? I remember running into, oh God, who was it? Ken Downing. And I remember they had done a couple shows. There were some shows over at what's now Penn Station. So it was the post office. Okay. And I was really excited for that because I could literally jump off the train from Penn Station and go see a show. And I was like, ooh, you know. But I went to this one show and I was just like, what's going on here? It was all like influencers and like nobody, it just didn't seem to me like it was about the fashion anymore. It was like a spectacle. And And, and And that's true. And, you know, I just was like, for somebody like myself that just really loved fashion, you know, I, it was kind of broke my heart a little bit. I, don't, I wasn't like crazy about where that was going. And so I remember talking to, seeing Ken and we were, you know, said hello and stuff. And he's, he made a comment that just really resonated to me. And he goes, I, I'm like, I don't know. It's just not feeling the same, you know, like it's like it's, it's, the magic's gone for me. And he said something, he said, you know, the problem right now is that you know, it, the people that are going to the shows now are, they're not giving anything to fashion they're taking and they're using it as like a backdrop. And he's right. It's like standing there taking a picture. And I was like, you know what? You nailed it. You nailed that is, it. That is quite true. Right. And I, I'll never forget. He said that. And I was like, you're right. And I think that was the last fashion week I went to. It was just done. All right. Done. Done. So I want to talk. So I, I did read your book, leave your mark when it came out. And that was, I didn't realize how long ago it was until I read your bio, because I was, I was telling you before, I'm like, I'm really ashamed to say, I don't, I know I read it. I loved it. I, and I, I know I was like kind of promoting, I know I told people to read it too. Um, and you know, it's, it's so sad that I don't remember. A it lot was about seven it. years ago. I mean, I don't know what I did last week. So I, 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 mean, I couldn't <laughs> Me <mean>. either. <laughs> I'm always saying, I don't know what I ate for dinner. Mind you, I can remember what I did something when I was five years old, but I don't remember. But I think it's really cool that it's become such like a tome because you are such a wealth of information. You've, you've seen it, you've done it. And tell me like how this experience about writing the book and how it's kind of led into what you're doing now. 
Well, first of all, thank you. Um, yeah, the book came out in 2015. I always wanted it to be a career mentorship. So it's the story of my journey in fashion, although it can be for any industry. I always say it's like the devil wears Prada meets advice on how work works, right? right. And, and sort of my experience. I, you know, to me, I didn't really know what would happen to it or what, how long it would even last or be even available for sale, right? First time author, I have no idea. But I think, you know, two years ago, I extended it into the podcast, which I think has given it a new life in a way, because for me, my entire goal with all of it is just actionable career advice. You know, I want people to listen, get inspired, be motivated, and be able to walk away with actual advice that they can employ versus hearing someone's really lofty story and saying, okay, well, that's great for that person, but I can't relate to that. So that's really my goal. And, and honestly, when people listen or read and, and employ the advice and, and then close the loop with me, which is my favorite to actually tell me like what they took away from it and how they used it. That's right. the best part. So, um, I, and I do, I listen to quite a few of your podcasts. I'm not going to say every single one. Cause boy, you, you have one a week, don't you? It comes out like weekly. I have one a week. That's exhausting. I mean, it I, is. I can say I tried doing that last year and I was like, <laughs> uh, you know, but I'm also doing like, you know, the, I was just, it was taking up too much time. So now I try to do bi-weekly and I have to admit this summer I'm being a little lazy, not lazy. It's just, it's, you know, it's exhausting. I don't know how you do it, but you've had some great guests. Um, Thank you. I, um, some that, well, obviously we just mentioned how, um, Rubenstein, there was Amy O'Dell, Gabby Bernstein. I mean, you've, you've, uh, uh, Deborah Littman. I, I interviewed her years and years ago, like years ago. I think I was in Chicago, actually. That's how long ago it was. She's amazing. So it's, yeah. I love, I love listening to the stories about, you know, these people's careers and a lot of them, um, have, you know, they're doing like what they've dreamed about doing. And some of them have been doing it a long time. Some have not. What, what are your thoughts on? What yeah, I, I, think, I think that what I find most striking about most of the people I interview with is that no one's had these great, you know, five-year plans, plotted things out. Everything has sort of evolved and they've taken chances. Like every single person has taken chances and sort of leaped into something that they never expected they would do. And then share the learnings and, and, and the, you know, the successes, the failures. And, and I think that, that that's what's, insp- I mean, that's what inspires me. Like I learn something new every time I interview someone. Well, let me ask you then. So now you're doing, you sort of do this consulting part, right? So how, how do you help women in their careers today? Like what, and I know well, you I, talk about branding. I know you're very big on creating your, your brand. So, so I, you're getting me fresh out of leaving a full-time role. I was full-time at Warby Parker for the past year, and I was a consultant prior to that. So now I'm back to consulting. So for me right now, I'm consulting. I'm actually still consulting with them for a, a small part of the week, but where I am focusing right now is really trying to lean in to like all of the Levy Mark properties. And one of the newest ones is a private community that is a way for me to mentor people at scale. Because I think you can have a one-on-one conversation and I do all the time have, you know, someone will DM a question and I'm always happy to answer. But I feel like creating a group of people together where multiple people can sort of benefit because we all need the same advice. There's always, if someone asks the question, there's probably 25 more people who are like, yeah, can you tell me also? Right. So Leave Your Mark Community is, is where I'm, I'm looking to focus and, and sort of build that as almost like a experiment model, if you will. Right, like what, what is the community? Like, how do you, how do you see that? So, so it's, it's hosted on Mighty Networks, which is a private platform and it has an app and it is really for people between zero and 15 years of working. It's global and it's not free, but it is a way for people who are like-minded in the professional sense to be amongst people that are, you know, striving to crush their careers. Also wanting sort of an older sister kind of person like me to sort of be there when there's like quick questions or like they want to pivot or they want to get a new job, whatever the case may be. And it's something that um, actually a reader inspired me to create and I created it with her. Her name is Eliana Meyer and she reached out via DM one day and she said, 
I read your book multiple times. I listened to the podcast. I give your book to everyone I know. And I feel like people are, who are younger don't necessarily know who you are or your story right. or don't know DKMPR. Like, you know, it's a long time ago. DKMPR yeah. started in 2009. So bridging that gap. So it's, it's really about mentorship and really empowering women to just step into their power because I think so many people hold themselves back. Why do you think that is? Fear? Yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone, we all have imposter syndrome, but like, here's a great example. I was dinner. I was at dinner the other night with a very well-known writer Mm -hmm. who said she was thinking about doing some ghostwriting because she's not going to, um, sorry, she's thinking about doing, she's a reporter. So she's thinking about doing some ghostwriting, but she's not going to charge a lot because she's never done it before. And I'm like, are you joking? You're like a fully established writer. Why would you, why do you think that? Why do you think you shouldn't charge appropriately. And it made me really upset. And I told her I need to do a video on this because probably just, you know, I, yeah, we'll get into that later, but the beauty of branding, (laughs) beauty and branding tips, but that it actually made me really upset. And I emailed her the other day and I'm like, I'm still upset about what you said. Wow. And what did she say? She was like, I'm sorry you're upset. And I was like, well, don't worry because I'm going to use you as an example. And I'm going to, cause it's like, transferable skills. It doesn't have yeah. to be carbon copy. You still are a great writer. You're still a great editor. You don't have to have done it in the exact same format. Well, yeah. And also knowing your work and you know, the thing is, if you're a ghostwriter, it's not like your name's going to be all over it. So who cares? Like charge away, you know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. I would be like, I would up my price because I'd be like, there's no fear. Yeah. But I think the fear would be gone if you're ghostwriting. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's the way I look at it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, anyway, that's, that's something that I'm really passionate about. And I, I think helping women understand how to tell their stories, right. And understand how to, how to position themselves for opportunity. So when you talk about someone's like personal branding, and I know you, you, well, we're going to talk about this. You, you do some great, I, I love your, she, Eliza does these great, um, uh, Instagram like videos where she's applying makeup but yet giving some great advice. (laughs) It's like two for one. So we're going to talk about some of your beauty advice, but I love that. And so like, when you talk about personal branding, like how should any woman, it doesn't matter what they work in. Like, how do you, how do you tell a woman? Like, and I know that you've got many tips, but like, what would be like a great tip that you have to tell every woman that they should be utilizing when it comes to it's because to me, branding is also like a confidence like knowing your work, right? Absolutely. So I think it comes down to something that I coined in Leave Your Mark called last name syndrome, which is that, especially if you're, you know, a little bit older, like I am in my forties, we all sort of grew up where our identity was our job. Our identity was the company we worked at, our job title. And you, co- you couldn't really separate the person from the, from the actual role that the, that the person had. And I think one of the things that I'm really passionate about making sure people know is that where they should be, should, where they should be putting that energy is really into making their name mean something versus mm-hmm. their name from a company. So I was always Aliza from DKNY, right? Or, you know, somebody was so-and-so from X company versus your actual name without the company. Cause you know, the logical next question is, well, what happens if you don't work there anymore? Then, then what does your name mean? And I think too many people lean on the companies they work for to get the credibility and they mm-hmm. need to focus on themselves more. I think that's a great piece of advice. That mm-hmm. is, you're right. If you think about that, you know, it's funny because I'm noticing even in like Instagram, you know, people, I see people that have these like cute names, you know, for their company or whatever their handle is or whatever. I mean, mine is Fountain of 30 because that's also my blog. I mean, that's who I am. Um, but I'm, you know, I, I'm using my name more than 30. And I see a lot of women now changing their name, like changing their handle to their actual name. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you want to be findable, right. And you want, and even if you have a brand like you do, you want to create some consistency Mm -hmm. across channels. Repetition is reputation, right? Oh, I like that. I didn't make it up. It's a thing. I know, I know, but I haven't heard that one in a long time. 
Um, so I, I have another uh, a question for you. Advice for a woman, let's say in midlife, who wants to switch careers, but might think it's too late. What do you have to say to that? It's never too late. It's never too late. But the one thing that I think always holds people back from doing that is nailing the narrative, right? Because first you need to find the common denominator of skill set, right? What, what do you know how to do now that is transferable to what you want to do? And the best way to find that common denominators is to literally print out. I mean, my friend, Lauren McGowan, she's the founder of Career Contessa. She gave this advice on Leave Your Mark. And it's brilliant. It's like print out five job descriptions for the title you want on LinkedIn, five random companies, and mm-hmm. start circling what each of them all have in common, right? And figuring out what skills are they looking for? How do they speak to those skills? How do they list them? And then look at your own resume and think about what you're missing. What do you have that they're looking for? What are you missing? Can you fill those gaps? Could you take a course to like have that skill be something you can add to your resume? And then figure out how to tell your story as to how and why you're pivoting and what you're bringing to the table. Because at the end of the day, like, I think when people are switching or, or trying to pivot or looking for new jobs, they put a lot of onus on the person who's recruiting to understand your story. And that's why I know people like hate cover letters. But at the end of the day, like a cover letter is an opportunity to really share your story in a way and sort of hand it to someone on a silver platter. And, you know, we always, you know, Dory Clark, who's another Leave Your Mark guest, always says, you know, the biggest mistake people make is thinking that people just know and they don't know because they're only thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about you. So if you're not sharing your story, people don't know it. They're not thinking about it actively. You have to, you have to help them understand why you're still right for that role, even though on paper, maybe it doesn't appear like you would. So you have to help them see that. But I think in order to do that, you need to have the confidence, which I think is what a lot, and it's sad to me because I I think on so many levels, you know, women talk about when they are in midlife, how they've gained all this knowledge and, you know, they see things more clearly, except for when it comes to themselves. And you know, I, I, one thing that keeps coming up with everybody that I've been interviewing is, you know, obviously we keep saying like, you, you know, you have all this information, this wealth of information, but again, it's like the personal branding. And I think to me, that means a confidence thing. What, what are your thoughts about that? Like, what about like a woman that listens to that? I, I call it the mean girl voice in her head. That's like, you suck. You're not good at this. You can't do that. Like, what's your advice for like turning that off? And not, not listening to that narrative. Well, I think first of all, just going back to what you said earlier, I think warm intros and navigating in your network to figure out how to get in front of someone who may not naturally think of you for a role, I think is really important because if you're being recommended by someone they trust who can actually speak your narrative on behalf of you, even if you're not in the room, that's super helpful, right? Um, <clears throat> I just blanked on what you just asked. Just remind me again, what was the question? Well, I think somebody that, let's say, is listening to that, oh. that you know, that self-doubt that, mm-hmm. and, you know, that can, that can really derail you just even listening to that little voice of self-doubt. So what do you, like, I guess my question is, what advice do you have for somebody to just, you know, ignore that? I mean, you, you're, you're confident, you come off as confident and a lot of women may come off as confident and some of us, you know, are playing the role, but we're not really confident. And if you have that little bit of self-doubt, it, it can, it can come out in certain ways, you know? So I just, how do you turn that off? Well, first of all, I think you have to acknowledge that every single person, I don't care how good you are, what you do, or how well known you are, what you do. Every single person is figuring out, figuring it out every day. Right. There's nobody who has it figured out. So even if you're looking over at somebody else and you're like, wow, that person's got it all figured out. No, she doesn't. She does not. Mm-hmm. So let's start from there. And then I think, you know, really gathering um, Tiffany Dufu, um, who is the author of Drop the Ball, and she was on Leave Your Work as well. She had the best advice for gathering feedback. So anytime you get positive feedback, like literally stick it in a folder 
So on the days that you are like feeling really down and you feel like, oh, I suck. Like everyone's better than me. Like you have something to actually read. That's almost like testimonials and endorsements right? as to like the kind of worker you are or how you contributed to something. I think that's super helpful. The other thing is asking people around you for feedback, not to say like, here, give me compliments, but more like, what do you think I'm really good at? Like get some perspective from other people okay. to like reinforce in your brain, like what are your capabilities and what are the people who love you and are around you or who have worked with you? What do they see in you? That, that sometimes will arm you with enough um, confidence to actually start to believe it again. And everyone has moments of, of feeling like crap. I mean, we all do. And we have to sort of prop ourselves up again. Yeah, yeah. And, and what about like a woman who let's say is in her fifties or even sixties and is like, you know, I think I want to like wind down, but there's a part of me that really kind of wants to do something. And I feel like I've got some, some value left and something I want to add. And they think they might want to go for it, but they're not sure. What, what would you give, what kind of advice would you give that person? Well, you mentioned Hal Rubenstein in the beginning of the podcast and his episode he is, well, he's launching the happy grown up because it is, he believes, I mean, he said, he's like the dumbest statement ever is aging gracefully. It's like, you should be aging with excitement. So his whole thing is life after 50 is, is where it's all beginning. And Bevy Smith um, also has a great saying where she says it gets greater later. So I, I don't, I don't even subscribe to the idea of winding down. I think first of all, sixties is young. Sixties is super young. (laughs) I mean, I know people in their eighties who are literally starting businesses right now. I I think there's no, there's no deadline. There's no deadline on success. There's no deadline on what you can contribute. And if you have a great idea, like why shouldn't you go for it? And by the way, like there's so much to learn from people who have been there, done that. And I just think it's, I think it's not the right mentality to think that like they can't. Yeah. I think once you say I can't, then you, you really can't. You're not going to succeed. I, I agree with that. All right. Let's, let's pivot now. Um, and, unless you have another little tidbit to share on that, but let's talk about some beauty advice. Yes. I know you love this. It's, it cracks me up to watch you applying mascara in front of the camera. And yet I'm focused on the makeup and yet you're, you're dropping some pearl of wisdom when it comes to career advice. But I leave like, what lipstick was that? What, wait, what? I, I think the other day you, you showed um, how you wet the brush that you put into your eyeshadow. And I'm, I, and, but that one was about beauty. That was, there was no advice. Yes, there was no advice that way. Was, yes. and, and I'm like, okay, but like what eyeshadow? Was that? Thanks for, thanks for the tip. But like, which one was that? It, it, uh, it was. Oasis Stila. Oh. Stila Oasis. Stila Oasis. Stila Oasis. Okay. I thought I had that somewhere. Um, so give us, give us like, you, tell us some of your beauty advice because you clearly love it. I know you love your red lipstick. I love my red lipstick. So I, I am beauty obsessed, but I'm not a snob about it. So I am like full blown, like Dwayne Reed beauty shopper. Awesome. Hold on. Um, but then I'll dabble in other things. So I love Maybelline foundation. Okay. I've been wearing Maybelline foundation for 400 years. Which one? And, Which one? Mm, it used to be called dream liquid mousse, but now it's called something else. Okay. It, it's like in a long skinny bottle. I, I don't, the name's escaping me. I can tell you later. Okay. So first of all, I start every single day with sunblock. I do not go Good in the for sun. You. That's I my not, on aging, anti-aging advice. Or I do not go in the sun yeah. at all um, with my face. And um, so foundation, I use Anastasia eyebrow filler. I did a eyebrow hack today um, on Instagram. We'll have to check that out. I didn't see that. I'm loving, um, and this was shocking because they had sent me, they had sent me some products and I was like, Bare Minerals has mascara, but it's actually amazing mascara. I had no idea. Yep. I use Benefit Brow Gel. Okay, so this is this is my real. Actually, I'm so excited to talk about this on this podcast because maybe someone listening can help. 
So I feel like, and especially as you get older, things that you love and swear by get discontinued. And this is something that if you don't, if you're not of age, you don't know how painful it is to have something get discontinued. It's, it's like, it's like a death. It's like mourning a death. Yes. So I used to be an avid Sephora bronze. It was called flashy bronze eyeliner. I saw that one. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. They discontinued it. You can't I found, find or did you? Did you? Yeah. No. So then I moved years ago. I moved over to NYX, NYX, whatever, golden brown, bought it in bulk. Apparently not enough because ran out <gasps> and they discontinued it. And I have been, I have tried, I mean, it's a little bit like Goldilocks. Like I have tried every single brand you could, I mean, I've spent like a million dollars on this one <laughs> bronze pencil and it's, really a problem. So I bought, I found four on eBay. Honestly, they came and they said they were sealed and they weren't. And I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to sharpen it and I'm going to use it anyway because yeah. they're, these Dipping are the only four in the whole world. Yep. Yep. I, I should have, I, I didn't, I just sharpened it, but this is, yeah. So bronze eyeliner, if anyone seriously, Aliza Licht XO on Instagram, DM me, I, I'm taking any recommendations. It's really a huge problem for me. Yeah. Um, it's a bummer. I, I've had that happen before. Yeah. And you, uh, my love, that got discontinued, and I'm just like, seriously, it was my favorite. You know, heartbreaking. It is, and I have a lot, a lot of women. Actually, it's really funny. Will DM me to help them find a replacement for something, and I'm like, so then I like go down the rabbit hole with them, and I'm just like, oh god, you know, and I'll like recommend. It. I've well, been- that is that is commitment. That is very kind of you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And red, red lipstick and red nails are sort of my signature. So I wear Sephora cream lip stain and honestly, I better buy it in bulk because if that gets discontinued, nothing is as good because everything write, else bleeds. Everything else bleeds. Do write letters and like, you know, or like try to contact people and be like, why did you stop? You know, I've had oh, people do that. I have contacted presidents of brands just <laughs> basically saying like, I will buy your back stuff. Mm-hmm. Like just, I, I don't need it for free. Just like, can I have it? No is the answer. Yeah, because they don't make it and it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yeah. When it's gone, it's gone. And, um, and then as far as like skincare, I, I love, so Tina Craig, who I know you know, um, You Beauty is amazing. And I use her resur- resurfacing compound, moisturizer, Botox every couple months. And everybody actually was Olivia Mark podcast sponsor last season. I got to try some really fun um, Hydrofacial, and I got to try Morpheus. Do you know what Morpheus yes, is? I sure do. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm it. doing I'm doing my second Morpheus treatment this week. Actually, okay. I'm just doing it on my neck. Keep things tight right here. Yeah, that's that's uh yeah I yeah that that's 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 my problem area right now. I, I've tried everything. I think I think with, if I really want to take it in, I think under the knife might be the next thing, but. Yeah. No, no, you don't need it yet. But it is, it is an area that you forget. Like your face, you can do a lot too, but then your neck is like, it's like a problem area. Who it's knew? Like, yeah. I never thought about it. Yeah. I didn't either. And now I find myself looking at everybody's neck. Yeah. You know, I do. <laughs> like, and more, more like, oh, I hate her. Her neck looks great. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, like I totally. remember when my neck looked like that or, you know, oh, it's, it's, I mean, and I say I hate her like, you know, with love, but I'm just like envious because, you know, I think about like my mom, like, I'm like, how old was my mom when her neck started? You know? And then like, how old was she? You know, I'm like thinking, well, when she got her first facelift, she was, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can reveal this now. She's no longer with it. Now she, she didn't hide it. She was pretty open about it. And I'm like, and then her second one, you know, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm just not quite ready yet, but I'm like, Ooh, the days they're getting numbered because there's no cream. That no, no. At that point. Yeah. Something drastic needs to be done, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. So yeah. So that's, I mean, a bronzer, I use benefit, benefit bronzer. Yep. I think it's called, um, orgasm from NARS blush. That's a good one. Pretty much it. What about in your hair? I know you're very Madison Reed, Vesuvius red. Um, I did it last night actually. And you do it yourself. I do it myself at home hair color. Yes. And that, was that always, or just during like the pandemic you started? Always, always since, um, I went to Fakai for many, many years. Right. And because I was a member of the press 
and I got free hair color for yes. some time. And then after that, they still gave me free hair color because they probably felt bad for me. Um, and despite it being free, it was such a time suck. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to sit here for four hours anymore. And one day I was leaving work and I was with my friend Jenna and I was like, I think I want to color my hair. And she's like, let's go to Ricky's. Let's buy color. Let's do it together. Well, and we that. did. And RIP Ricky's because that was the best store ever. Right. And then ever once I learned how to do it, I was like, wait, are you kidding me? I can be done in like 45 minutes in my home bathroom for $10 done. Wow. So have you tried like a lot of, see, I'm, I'm, because I'm not single process girl. I I have. Right. So this is only right. So I am single process. I get away with it, but um, yeah, I've tried many hair colors. Madison Reed was a leave your mark um, podcast sponsor too. And I hadn't tried it until they became a partner. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And their founder is amazing. And I'm obsessed. Yeah. Well, they do highlights now. So I know, I, so I, know. I, I actually went and tried it once I, once they did the highlights and I did it and I'm, and my partner, Carol goes there and, and gets her hair done, but she, we both have gone to the, because of the highlights we have to go in. Isn't your partner, Carol, the same partner that you had like for 400 years? Yep. Yep. That's yep. so Since nice. 2005. We talked. Amazing. Second city style. Second city style. Yeah. We talked multiple, I mean, you know, we video, I mean. Uh, I'd say she's like, besides my husband, the one constant in my life. That's so nice. <laughs> and I've known her longer than my husband. So yeah. So um, cool. I mean, it's, it stinks because, you know, we're in different cities. She's in Chicago still and I'm here and we, and that's the one thing about not going to fashion week anymore. That's kind of a bummer is that she would come in, you know, and, that's, and that would be your time together. That yeah. was our time together. So it was funny. We were just talking last week and she was saying, you know, what if in September I come in for, she wants to go to some fashion shows. I'm like, listen, if you got us into some good, you know, like, because now it's, I've fallen off the PR, I'm sure. Like, but she still gets them because whatever. I don't really look at my second city style email anymore because I'm full on fountain of 30. So she's like, I'm still getting invites. I said, listen, if you can get us into some good, good shows. Like, I don't want to go to like ones that, you know. I'm like, maybe I'll, you know, for a couple of them, I'll go. And maybe, who knows, maybe I'll, I'll like it again. You know, I mean, I used to love to go to the Project Runway one. That one was always fun because I, I watched that, you know, I'm like, that's the one show that I am rabid about. I love watching it. So to go to the show and see that, I, I love that. That was always fun. Um, How do you feel about being with so many hundreds of people though today? Oh, you know, it's funny you bring that up. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. In fact, it's interesting. I'm, I feel like we're just now having a conversation on my podcast, but um, I am actually going to an event tonight and coming into the city to go on an event. Um, and, you know, I, I've gone to like a couple little things. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. It's like, yeah. it's like, I'm not ready to go to a concert yet, but I know a lot of people that are, that are going. Um, they're just like big crowds just kind of freak me out still. Yeah. It's, it's funny though. They, they don't freak me out necessarily from a COVID perspective. They freak me out from like an emergency exit perspective. Like I I feel like, yeah, I feel like just getting out of a a stadium or getting out of like a big venue. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But even like going to Penn station freaks me out. And, and last week, was it last week or two weeks ago, I have not been, I had not been on a New York subway. Now I used to take the subway everywhere. I had not been on one since before COVID. And now really the reason I don't want to get on is because they've just become very dangerous. I mean, that's yes. really, that's my reasoning. And, you know, if I want to carry a nice bag, I want to carry a nice bag and I don't want to, you know, I, I, I just, just don't go on the subway and I take, now I take Ubers, which is, you know, gets expensive and what, I, and also I just like to like, to me, it's also the inconvenience of calling an Uber, especially when you go to Penn station, I got to walk far enough away from Penn station because nobody wants to pick you up by Penn. You know, it's just mm-hmm. the whole thing. It's just easier to get on the subway. And so last week I had a doctor's appointment. Um, I was seeing, uh, to get, uh, ZMN and it turned out to be in my old neighborhood on the Upper East side, which I had not been to. in so long that I actually, afterwards, I walked over to my old apartment and my old doorman was still there. Oh my God. That's so crazy. He was one of of the newer ones when we left. So I didn't quite recognize him myself because he he wasn't one of the old timers that we had. And at first, and he was like, he looked at me and he goes, 
hi, Mrs. Waters. I'm like, I haven't lived here in nine years. How do you remember? Me? That is impressive. Isn't it? I, I was like, what is going on here? And then he's like, how are the boys? Like, oh my God. Like, seriously? And then it's he so was, nice. It was so nice. I was so blown away. And then, I mean, to me, that was more special than like someone, you know, recognizing me and tell, you know, it was, I was like really flattered. And then he proceeded to tell me that my apartment that we sold nine years ago has flipped three times. Wow. Isn't that crazy? And in fact, he said that that man that just walked by you, he's the current owner of your apartment. I'm like, no, oh, how weird. That's Isn't so that weird. weird? Yeah. So, um, but the point of my story is that when I was done, I was walking by my old uh, subway entrance and I just went, today's the day. Now it's you also, go on it. wow. I did, it's the sixth train that's on the Upper East Side. I'm like, if I'm going to get on a train, this is probably one of the better, <laughs> you know, I don't, know. I, don't yeah. know. I know, I know. So I did, I got on. And of course I'm standing back against the wall near the stairs. So I could like, hold on. <laughs> I yeah. Just, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy what's happening in the city right now. It's really sad to me. It's very sad. Um, I don't come in nearly as much as I used to. I mean, I used to come into New York into the city from Long Island to at least twice a week, at least now. I mean, there's I, no reason to come in. Honestly, there really isn't because there's nothing really happening anymore. Um, there aren't a lot of events and quite frankly, you know, I've got the kids. I, I just, it's, it's, the reason I'm going to this event tonight is my kids are away at camp and I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll come in. And, but I'm going to take an Uber, which is, you know, it's also a lot of money, you know, by the it time is. it's all said and done, it's like, is this worth, you know, whatever. And then I'm coming in for a uh, Nordstrom anniversary sale. They're having like a press event kind of thing on Thursday. Oh, cool. so I'll come in for that. Yeah. You know, but it, you know, I'm doing a lot of zoom press events, which I love. Nothing is better. It's so efficient. It's so efficient. Wait, you said sleepaway camp. I need to tell you, do you, do you follow my sister and my account homesick.com? No. Oh my God. It's the funniest thing. My sister and I started it together. I know your kids. I know your kids. I know my my kids don't go. My daughter doesn't go anymore, but it's homesick.com spelled out. And we post um, letters from sleepaway camp. (gasps) Oh my God. I would love that. I would love that. We cry. We literally cry laughing every day. My God. Well, my, my one son, it's his first year. It's Boy Scout camp. They just go for a week. Okay. And because um, I'm like, I'm that mom that like, my, my parents sent me away to camp for the entire summer. And I, and I loved it. I'm not like complaining, but I'm not like that. I want my kids here. I, I want my kids home. So we have found a great solution out where we live and my kids get to sail. You know, we're taking advantage of long, you know, they sail, they have a great summer whatever, but they do do this one week away at camp and I'm already like, well, you know. Um, so my son, my younger son, all he cares about is the fact that you have to get like a certain badge to be able to use like a knife because they whittle and, you know, that they have to learn life skill, you know, like knife skills and all that stuff. All he cares about is getting this knife. That's all he cares about. So today, first day, he's like, mom, did you sign the permission thing so I can get a knife? Mom, I'm gonna, they're going to call. I'm going to call you in a half an hour so that you can tell them I can get a knife. Mom. Oh my God. Are we scared? Are we okay yeah, with this? Totally. I told my husband, be afraid, be very afraid. Now, now I just got some pictures of knives from my son. And I'm oh, wow. just like, oh my, and he's like, mom, they don't, we don't have to call you now because dad sent an email saying that I can get a knife. Mom, here's an, I, I was like, first of all, stop texting me. Second, Stop sending me pictures of knives. And third of all, I'm terrified. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> Excuse me. And these are not like, these aren't mm. the old Swiss army knives. These are like legit knives. Like you should make him when he comes home, you should be like, I'm so happy that you're now skilled in this. Here are some vegetables to cut up for dinner. Oh, absolutely. I'm putting that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And I put him to work. Oh yeah. We're going to work on those knives still. So you can chop stuff and keep cooks and whatever. So Anyway, uh, we, we digress a lot. We digress. We really. Well, this is, this is really our catch up for like 85 years. It really years. is. Everybody's yeah. catching up. So, all right. Any other beauty advice? I, I, and I, I love, by the way, that you also shop for your stuff at the drugstore. Because I have to admit, I had a funny, years ago, I was traveling with my sons to Buffalo. I was going home for a reunion, for like a high school kind of reunion. And my makeup bag fell out of my bag. Oh my God. I know. Really and that's like the stuff, like that's your lip, you know, it wasn't everything, like, it, it, but it was like the makeup that you put on your face, like your lipstick, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And it fell out. 
And so I had my toiletries and I had some makeup, like my foundation and everything that I packed with my toiletries, but my makeup bag fell out. It was gone. I called the airline. I called, we could not find it. And uh, I, I'm, my parents live in like a town with drugstores, but there's no like, you know, it's big, there's no department. I can't, and it's like outside of Buffalo. And at the time, I think the best makeup I could kind of get, you know, was I could get math, I could, but I'd have to drive out to the mall. I had to drive pretty far. So I, I was like, um, I walked into a drugstore and I knew nothing, nothing. And now this is like, what, eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. And I realized I, I'm such a, because I would be sent stuff and I use, you know, higher, I was like, this is pathetic that I walk into a drugstore and I don't. I, I knew to get like a L'Oreal mascara. I knew to get like a voluminous or, you know, but other than that, I was completely clueless. And I said, we're going to have to change that. So when I got back, I made it my mission to try not, everything out and get your try everything out, not be an idiot. Mm-hmm. And, and how amazing things have become at the drugstore now. It's yeah, like, there's like, listen, I mean, there's beautiful, there's a million different makeup brands. I mean, Charlotte Tilbury's gorgeous. Makeup Forever is gorgeous. There's a million different brands that you can buy. But at the end of the day, like, again, I don't want things that are discontinued. So I'm happy if I can run into a Walgreens, Wayne Reed, whatever drugstore and know that like, it's still going to be there. That's really the best thing. Well, it's funny. The one thing I did know um, is that uh, Wet n Wild 666 lip liner is like the perfect, like kind of like a spice nude lip liner. So I knew to get that and I knew to get mascara, you know, um, but other than that, I was, I did end up driving out to the mall to go get my, uh, Mac lipstick that I had, I had to have, but I found like, I, I, but it, I was like, you cannot not know about drugs, like mask, mask, yeah. and you can't. And so now I know, and I found a lot that I love. And by the way, there's now like a lot of, of, um, you can get organic, you can get natural, you mean vegan. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, that's not my thing. I don't care about people that are. Yeah, totally. Totally. I, 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 the more preservatives, the better. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I love your big ass. No, it's really funny. There are certain things, but like when it comes to like, uh, I found actually a mascara that I love that just so happens to be, I just did a whole post on, on, um, organic, uh, and, uh, more natural mascaras. And actually one of them is one that I actually use all the time. I actually love it. And, you know, I try cause I figure I'm putting it on my body, but yeah, I'm sure I'm jacking myself full of preservatives and the nine yards. But if I can, if I can find something I like just as much. Yes. The problem is they never work as well. That's okay. I, I, some, some do, some don't. I feel like my mascara does, but you're right. Um, but you know, if that's important to someone, it's nice to know that yeah, and absolutely. Everything, everything absolutely. is available to everybody. So, and I like that it's, it's a, you don't have to pay. It used to be like, if you wanted something natural, it had to be like Tata Harper. And we all know that's very expensive. And I like now that it's accessible to, to most, um, that you can get all this stuff. So anyway, we have just digressed. I feel like you and I could just talk for hours. Like people for just, hours, for hours. But you did ask me one thing that I want to, I do want to say, which is one last thing about beauty that I want to say, I think it's really important. And I had said this to you on DM, like for people to continue to like present their best selves. Right. So I feel like every single day, like I put on makeup because it makes me happy. I always say that red lipstick is caffeine for the face. Like, I think it's important to sort of show up every day as your best self. And I think a lot of times as you get older and life gets in the way and the kids and this, it's like very easy to give it up. And I just think everyone should like proactively not give it up. I am so happy you said that because I agree with you. Because I always say to me, like giving up is like really giving up. Yeah. You start giving up on yourself in that way and you don't show up for yourself in one area, it's going to trickle down. Next thing you're not going to show up in another and then another. And then it can really result in like, I don't want to say, but that not putting on makeup will harm your health. But if it leads to certain things and you're not taking care of yourself, I am a firm believer that when it comes to pro-aging, anti-aging, whatever, the best thing you can do is take care of yourself and put yourself first in certain, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's like, show up, 
show up because when you show, when you don't show up, you're giving up. And that, that really makes me sad. I agree. So we are on the same page and you look fabulous. We, we Thank can you, see so each other, by the way, even though I'm not yet doing, we will be doing a video pretty soon. I think in the fall, I'm going to launch that. But right now I tell everybody, I do tell my guests that don't worry about putting on makeup, but I knew you would. So. <laughs> Yes, there's not a scenario in which make there's it not a scenario, and and if there was, you would have canceled because you were sick. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? No, I mean this was so fun. I mean, I feel like this was our catch up session. It I mean, really was. yeah, I mean, for Sorry you know, everyone if, who didn't want to hear it, but for those of you that did and want to hear about my kids at camp and whatnot, but anyway, no, I think that's listen, you're sharing your whole your whole spectrum, your whole life. I mean, I think you know, for people who are listening who who really do feel like they want that mentorship, please check out Leave Your Mark on podcast or book. I think it's there's just a lot of actionable advice that you can employ immediately. I was going to just ask, I mean, I'll leave in the show notes how to get in touch with you, but why don't you tell everybody how they can reach you and like website, anything else if you want to. Yeah. AlizaLick.com, Instagram, AlizaLick.xo, podcast is Leave Your Mark Podcast. Um, I'm on Twitter if anyone's brave enough to be over there these days. <laughs> and um, LeaveYourMarkCommunity.com is where the community is for mentorship. I want to ask you really quickly, since you you were, when you were DKNY PR girl, I mean, Twitter was was your jam. I mean, that was where you I were. love Twitter. I still love Twitter, but I understand why people don't. Yeah. It, it, you know what, for what I do, it's not, it's not, I'm always a little nervous over there now. You, I mean, you're pretty safe in beauty, but right. I mean, it, it, you never know. You never know. You just don't know. You just don't know. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Aliza. I love catching up with you. Love catching up with you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for thinking to do this in the first place. I know. I'm so glad we finally made it happen. Okay, everyone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a lot. I have a new pro-aging podcast bi-weekly, so please contact Lauren at fountain30.com for sponsorship opportunities. Take care, everyone. And remember that repetition is reputation. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye. Bye.